When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, oh, thank you, Dom. Hello? Pat, it's Hef. I hear Weezer has a new record coming out. That's true. What do you say you come by the house and play it for the girls? That sounds fine. Uh, do you mind if I bring some friends? Whatever you want. Just don't bring too many dudes. Hey, you're listening to Weezer Day by Day, or Day by Day Weezer. I don't know, am I saying it the same on these episodes? I'm BJ. I don't know, am I saying any of this in the same order? I don't remember how I said it on previous (laughs) Day by Day series. But this is day five, about album number five from Weezer. It's called Make Believe, came out in 2005. So that's three years after Maladroit, and they actually started working on it three years earlier. And so they were demoing songs during 2002 and 2003. They were putting some of those demos on the internet, like I talked about on the previous episode. There was a lot of interaction between Weezer and their fans online. And after touring for Maladroit, They were rehearsing at SIR, so that's the summer of 2003, I guess. And they've got a fresh batch of songs, about 28 songs that they put on their website at one point. And that batch of songs was referred to as the A5 demos or early album 5. And it was during all of that recording of all these demos and writing these songs that Rivers discovered meditation And that was thanks to Rick Rubin, who was, uh, I guess, coming on board to produce their next album. And I guess they ended up having like hundreds of songs demoed over a three-year period that I guess they chose from to record this album. So after, I guess, hanging out too much with Rick Rubin and getting into meditation and all that, Rivers Cuomo sells his house and most of his possessions and moves into an empty apartment, like nearby to Rick Rubin's house. And he starts volunteering six days a week at Project Angel Food in Hollywood, providing meals to people with HIV. So, I mean, we've seen Rivers go through these different phases, (laughs) and I guess this is one of those. Now, Rick Rubin has called Weezer the most dysfunctional band he's ever worked with. I guess they did a lot of pre-production and then they started recording the album and then the band didn't like it. Then Rivers started recording new demos. He's got more songs. I guess it was in July of 2004 that they really started recording 
what would become the album. But then in December of 2004, Rivers is back at Harvard. And the rest of the band is back in Los Angeles doing overdubs. And then in January, they get back together with Rick Rubin and uh, take a look at what they have. The label's getting anxious for a record. And basically at that point, they just kind of scramble to finish it. So I guess a lot of the recording and the decisions were being made then in a rush after they've gone through several years and apparently hundreds of songs. So the album ends up coming out on May 10th, 2005, released by Geffen Records. Let's take a listen. So the first track on Make Believe is called Beverly Hills. And here we go with these bullshit first singles that are like quirky and modern rock radio ready and that I don't like. So I think this is a stupid fucking song that trivializes the talents of Rivers Cuomo uh, one of these Weezer-like novelty songs, but not, you know, to me this is, it's not funny. A lot of Rivers' take on lyrics is funny, but a song like this, there's nothing clever or witty or just weird about it. It's just fucking dumb. But apparently this bullshit appeals to the masses because I guess this is their biggest fucking hit. Um... Honestly, fuck this song. But let's hear what Rivers has to say. Quote, I was at the opening of the New Hollywood Bowl and I flipped through the program and I saw a picture of Wilson Phillips. And for some reason, I just thought how nice it would be to marry like an established celebrity and live in Beverly Hills and be a part of that world. And it was a totally sincere desire. And then I wrote that song, Beverly Hills. For some reason, by the time it came out and the video came out, it got twisted around into something that seemed sarcastic. But originally, it wasn't meant to be sarcastic at all. Whatever. Alright, second song in the album is called Perfect Situation. A quote from Rivers. I sincerely hope that it's the last song I write about being frustrated and angry with myself for being shy, because I've written way too many of those songs already. So I think this song is alright. Spoiler alert, this album was a huge disappointment for me when it came out, and the beginning of the end of Weezer in my opinion. Can't get no play from the 
Track three on the album is called This Is Such a Pity. And Rivers Cuomo said this was his favorite song on the album. I think it's a decent attempt at an 80s sound. Uh, it's an entertaining song, but definitely not like a personal favorite. Track four is called Hold Me, a quote from Rivers. I think I was trying a foolish experiment of fasting and seeing how that would affect my songwriting. So I think I was extremely hungry when I wrote that song. So for me, this song has a boring verse and a decent chorus. So it's fine. Track five on the album is called Peace. Now, the melodies on this album are just not there. Um, a song like this just falls flat for me. It's like too generic and obvious. And I gotta say, I think, and we're gonna see it going forward, Rivers, instead of writing melodies, he's writing lyrics. I, I think that's a big part of the issue. He's focusing more on what he's saying than the melodies he's singing. I'll pay the Track six is called We Are All on Drugs. A quote from Rivers, I was living in an apartment above the Sunset Strip and every Friday and Saturday night I'd hear people cruising and partying and hooting and hollering and I went to sleep one night and I heard those sounds all through the night in my dreams. I had this dream about a kid on the Metro bus blasting hip-hop into his brain through his headphones and the music sounded so decadent and overstimulating and I woke up in the midst of that dream in a haze and immediately said to myself, Man, we're all on drugs. And I instantly knew that would be a cool song. Um, I instantly know this is a dumb song and it sucks. On drugs. Give it to me, we 
podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Track seven is called The Damage in Your Heart. This would be my favorite song on the album, but that's not saying much because this song can't even compete at all with the best songs from the previous album. So that shows how dismal or just bland and uninspired or uninspiring this album is because this song is all right, but it's the best. I think Rivers was capable of so much more than this just melodically ironically it seems that this was river's least favorite song and the other members had to convince him to record it for the album Track eight is called Pardon Me, and I just think this is Rivers Cuomo on autopilot. The melody doesn't go anywhere. It's just kind of plain and boring.
Track 9 is called My Best Friend. Another bland song. It's just there, but it's not catchy or hooky. All right, track number 10, The Other Way, a quote from Rivers. I wrote that song for Jennifer Chiba after Elliot died, and I wanted to console her, but I was confused and skeptical about my own motives for wanting to do so, so I wrote that song about that. So Jennifer Chiba was Rivers' ex-girlfriend, I guess, and she was Elliot Smith's girlfriend at the time of Elliot's death, and she was there when it happened and some weirdos try to say that she murdered Elliot at also at this point. I don't know if that was going on back then. Yeah, it's not, you know, nothing on this album uh, really stands out for me as being anything really great at all. And like I said, it's, you know... So here we have Rivers talking about... Got all these quotes here where he's talking about what this, these songs are about. Well, you know on the last albums he didn't have he couldn't really tell you what a lot of them were about because what they were about was the melodies <laughs> not the words being about something so i think that's the the main issue here um as opposed to tailoring the words to the melodies he's just thinking about the words and then you end up with these generic melodies so this song the other way is fine but it sounds like a million other songs Alright, track 11, a song called Freak Me Out. Belief Net asked Rivers, Didn't you write a song, Really Freak Me Out, about a spider? And Rivers answered, I did, but I changed the lyrics because I had the experience with a spider and I realized I can't write a song about a spider, so I just envisioned something else that's analogous. <laughs> so, the song's about a spider. Um, and This is another song that's all right, but not something I want to go back to or listen to again. Well, we've made it to the end of this album. The last song on the record is called Haunt You Every Day. Quote from Rivers. Rick said, write a song like Billy Joel or Elton John. You know, Rick Rubin, what kind of fucking advice is that to give Rivers Cuomo? No, write a song like Rivers Cuomo. But then Rivers said, I didn't really accomplish that at all, but I did write a song on the piano. So that's about as close as I could come. Well... The song is boring, and I think that's the whole problem here with this album, is most of it is a big fucking snooze. None of what I liked or loved about Weezer is here. And I've told you what I think the problem is, the main problem, 
is Rivers changed the way he was writing songs and focusing way too much on what the lyrics are saying and not how the words are being sung melodically. And yeah, you know, that is obviously a huge part of songwriting is saying something with your lyrics. But when that's the main focus, like I believe the best way to write a song is you have the melody first and then you make the words fit the melody. And then that's a challenge to write good lyrics that fit the melody. But that's to me almost always how the best songs are written. And if you're just focusing way more on the words and not how they flow, how they are sung and how they fit to a melody, then you're not, the songs aren't going to be as good. They're not going to have the same kind of hooks. They're not going to be as catchy. All right. So that's a very disappointing album. Hopefully they will redeem themselves or hearken back to past glories <laughs> for the next album. Uh, which is the Red album. Comes out in 2008. We'll find out what happens with that album tomorrow. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 